In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. As a true crime fan, there is no greater feeling than when a cold case gets solved. On June 3rd, 1987, Patricia Lopez went missing and was found dead soon thereafter. And almost 19 years later, in 2007, DNA would help the world get a disturbing answer as to what happened to the little girl. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Patricia Lopez was nine years old when she went missing. The girl, who was described as shy by others, would meet her mother a block away from her elementary school when she was dismissed in the afternoon. However, on June 3rd, her mother, who was running a little late, arrived at the corner where they met to find the girl was missing. Her entire family and neighborhood spent two days trying to find the girl. Their hopes were dashed when 10 neighborhood boys found her body in a drain pipe two miles from her elementary school. The police immediately found that the body of the girl had exhibited significant trauma. It appeared that, at one point in the attack, Patricia's head had been placed on top of a large rock and her skull crushed by a blow from another rock overhead. They initially believed that the killing was gang-related as Patricia's 19-year-old brother, Hector, had been injured in a gang-related shooting that February. Unfortunately, the only evidence they had was DNA found under the girl's fingernails. But in 1987, there was no access to DNA for such a small sample and the case went cold. However, they preserved the fingernail scrapings for future analysis. In April of 2006, Santa Ana police reevaluated the DNA collected that day in the tunnel and found that the girl fought back her attacker, scratching him and collecting his DNA under her fingernails. It was found that the sample contained a mixture of her DNA and that of a man who was full related sibling. This seemed like good news at first, but Patricia had five older brothers to consider as suspects. After surveillance on all of the brothers in February of 2007, they were able to finally match the DNA under the girl's fingernails with the discarded cigarette butt of Rosendo Lopez. Rosendo was never considered a suspect in his sister's death. In fact, he told reporters that he and his brothers would find the sick guy and hang him high from a tree. Rosendo was 21 when he murdered his sister. No one knows what motivated the attack, but detectives have said that they are not able to discount the possibility that the girl had been sexually molested. 
Whatever the motive was, police believe that he killed the girl within two hours of her disappearance during the four hours that the family searched for the girl before calling the police. The man died of natural causes in Orange County Jail at 45 years old. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 4th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. And remember, stay safe. This has been My Morning Cup of Murder. My Morning Cup of Murder is a daily podcast that talks about something that has happened in the true crime world on this day in history. Thank you for listening.